Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of January 11, 2015. We have several short features for you this week on Soundprints. As you probably know, the American Council of the Blind is always working on structured negotiations agreements with various corporations and government entities, and these agreements make our world more accessible for people who are blind and visually impaired. Kim Charlson, ACB president from Watertown, Massachusetts, joins us on page two of Soundprints to bring us news of another structured negotiations agreement related to accessible prescription labels. This time, we have news not only of audio labels, but also about Braille and large print labels as well. On pages 3, 4, and 5, we visit with the American Printing House for the Blind. Scott Blome joins us on page 3 to tell us about a new shopping website designed especially for individuals wishing to purchase items from the Printing House. APH sells many items to schools and agencies around the world, but their individual customers are important as well. Join us on page 3 to find out more about this new shopping experience. Many of you know that Mitzi Friedlander, longtime talking book narrator, is retiring in February. Roberta Williams from The Printing House tells us about an exciting upcoming event to honor Mitzi. Don't miss this feature on page 4. Mary Ingalls was the sister of Laura Ingalls Wilder, author of the Little House books, and Mary became blind as a young girl and attended the Iowa School for the Blind in the late 1800s. The APH Museum celebrated Mary Ingalls' birthday again this year, and Adam Rushevall brings us some snippets from the program, which we share with you on page 5. Mike Hudson from the museum explains the program and why it is important. Although not included on the recording, Dan McCarthy, who was at the celebration, pointed out that this was Mary Ingalls' 150th birthday. But before we get to page two, we are joined by Deanna Scoggins, co-chair of the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Education and Technology Committee, as we bring you details about the new Tuesday and Friday events sponsored by GLCB. Here's Deanna. In the news this week are some new activities that are coming up from the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind. And we've told you a little bit about these in the past on Soundprints, but with me on the phone right now is Deanna Scoggins, who is the chair of the GLCB Education and Technology Committee, along with Natalie Byers. Deanna is joining us to talk about what's going to be happening on Tuesday nights and Friday nights, each Tuesday and Friday throughout the coming year. Welcome, Deanna. Thank you. It's good to be here. 
Deanna, we are uh, sort of going back to some of the things that we did in the past. Years ago, the Kentucky Council of the Blind had adult education classes, and we, we did them in a variety of, of subjects and activities. And You taught some of those, and I, I taught did. some of those, and we had a grand time. Those were actually classes. You had to sign up, and, and they were like eight weeks, I think, each. and um, So it was more like coming to an adult ed program. This time, this is more free form, more, right. yeah, shorter types of things. It could be long, too, but tell us a little bit about our vision for the new Tuesday and Friday activities. Well, I like to think of this as enrichment. And Good so work. I'd like for everybody to think, if you're listening and you're in our area, to think about ways that you would like to, uh, just enrich your lives, things you'd like to know a little more about. And that's what this Tuesday night thing happening is going to be, um, a chance for us all to enrich our lives, whether we want to learn about ancestry or cooking or crafts or being more healthy or there's just so many things. That's just the beginning. Um, we are not limited to what we can teach because we have such a good resource pool in our area. We have some good cooks and we have people we know who can help with Braille or or or, or um, Carla's going to do an ancestry thing. We're going to eventually do a print awareness, which is going to include handwriting, but it might also include knowledge of uh, print letters and numbers for people who just want to learn to read the elevator numbers if they can't find the braille. Um, just uh, a good opportunity to to make your life a little richer. And, of course, the technology, too. And, yes, there's always a technology thread. Right. Because And there's always just the whole avenue of sharing. And if anybody is losing their vision and needs to know how to do something, there will be a bunch of us there who will be certainly willing to give our opinions and advice about, about that. Right. Um, so that's, an off, that's also a continuous thread. We want to help those people who might be have a difference in their vision to be able to do things more easily. Because maybe we've tried something and we know it works, and then those people don't have to try as many things as we did. Right. And, and in the... In terms of people who are just losing their vision, um, it might be how to do something in the kitchen, um, how to be able to tell if something is 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 done when you're cooking. Mm -hmm. Maybe a, a an easier way to do things without having to to look at it quite so closely. Um, it doesn't have to be a person who is is totally blind. You might if person might have experienced a significant vision loss, and they're saying. Boy, I just don't know how I can do these things. One question I get a lot on the on the phone on the KCB line is, how do I label my stuff? Well, so labeling is something that I mean, there's no question that's too simple um, to that you know that wouldn't be appropriate. And also, um, we'll be looking at hobbies, and that's where we'll be getting into things like the genealogy, and um, we'll be talking about exercise and healthy eating and um, just all kinds of things. 
Now, right, you mentioned crafts. The... Yeah, you mentioned crafts, Deanna. We're really going to do table games and crafts in a in a in a big way on Friday nights. We've we've had the crafts chat for the last year, and it's been on a Monday, but um, it's moving to Friday, and Friday nights should be really fun too. And every now and then on Friday night, we haven't figured it out when. We haven't figured out when, but we might have a. It might not be a game night. It might be a music night. We mm-hmm. might have a jam session. Uh, some friend of ours is going to bring her keyboard. I'm even going to help that person explore her keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll do a few things with that. May not be an every week lesson or anything like that. That would be a different. That would be a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But we will do some exploration of some musical instruments and mm-hmm. so that if people want to then learn they can know that they want to learn and they can find somebody to help them do that right uh sometimes you don't know until you have a week or two of of trial and you might say well this is this is for me or you might say well this isn't now as far as games we will have we'll continue to have our bingo one friday a month right and we'll we'll let people know which friday that's going to be it's usually the second friday of the month on the calendar for this year we have a whole calendar of activities made up for this year but um but every once in a while it will move and then the other fridays are going to be table games of all different kinds and um and crafts and we won't be designating a table game as such if you want to come and play cards with friends or if you'd like to you know play other games or whatever you'll just let us know we'll make sure that we have games on hand um, that we have cards or that we have dice or um, and we are collecting some other games like monopoly and things like that and um, you know we want people to feel free to come in and just have a good time now one thing that's going to be common to Tuesday and Friday night is that the time will be 5.30 to 8.30, at least that's what we're trying out to see how it works. 5.30 to 8.30, all of the activities will be at United Crescent Hill Ministries, which is 150 State Street in Louisville, just down Frankfurt Avenue, about half a block from the Kentucky School for the Blind. It's $5 a person for the evening, and that includes dinner and the materials, like the games we'll be using, or um, if we need handouts and materials to work with for Tuesday night. Um, in other words, that will cover both of those things. Now, the dinners will be different kinds of, of um, meals. They won't always, you're not going to eat pizza two nights a week like we do at Bingo, um, but uh, we'll continue to have the pizza in Bingo, but we'll have other types of things, maybe sandwiches one week, it might be a a casserole one week. It'll be different types of things, but all good stuff. Patty Patty Cox has termed it a patty special for Tuesday right. and Friday nights. And uh, so it should be a lot of fun. And, Deanna, uh, one thing, too, that people need to know is that the doors open time is going to be 5 o'clock. So, right, so yeah. you can't get there before then. Yeah, please don't show up at 4 and expect oh. to come in and sit around because that, that can't it can't happen for several reasons. So the security thing. Yeah, it's you know security and 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 all kinds of reasons. So 5 p.m. is doors open time, and 5:30 to 8:30 is the time for the activity. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, I do too. And we want anybody that is interested to call and sign up. Or if you can't do that, just I guess you could just come, but it's really nice if you sign up so we know. Yeah, so we can plan and, and you make don't have sure. To tell us yeah. 
you don't have to tell exactly what your interests are, right? If you if you think, well, I don't know if I want to do braille or exercise, mm-hmm. you could probably decide that when you get there. But but uh, but just mm-hmm. sign up so we know who you are, yeah. and that'll be good. And uh, well, and we won't have everything on the same night. There will be a um, a topic like this coming Tuesday. I'm going to be doing um, a kind of a, a presentation for the group on on intro to, gene, to genealogy. And then after that, we may do some little, um, you know, planned a little program for that group. But we'll be doing a lot of individual things too. And so, you know, we may not be doing everything every night. And so it's important if, if you want to do, if you're specifically interested in one type of activity, call us up so we can tell you when it's going to be happening. So well, we will have um, an opportunity for you to work on, to review Braille if you need to. Yes. And we will have um, an opportunity for you to ask tech questions on this coming Tuesday if you need to. Talking about the technology, this last Friday night at Bingo, we were just all sitting around and while we were eating, and Sue Ellen Milo shared uh, a, new, um, a new game app with everyone. And I downloaded it right while I was sitting there. Um, now, you know, we can all, we always have something new in technology. Somebody's always got a new iPhone. Uh, no, uh, somebody who's now got a new laptop. We'll be bringing that laptop in a couple of weeks for some help. So, um, you know, that people who have questions on different kinds of technology, well, what might work best for me? Um, you know, we don't have access to tons and tons of of computers and different configurations there, but there certainly are people who are walking around with iPhones and iPads all the time, um, and uh, and we also can help with with laptops and things if people bring those. And we're going to be trying to expand that technology program. The other thing is, if we don't know. I mean, sometimes we know just enough to get us in trouble. Yes. But we, but we also can locate people that, who we do know who know more than we do about things. And if we have enough people interested in a topic, mm-hmm. we can get we can create some outside it. resource. That's right. And we will. And we will. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's going to be great. And really appreciate you and Natalie kind of taking the lead on this and... and um, um, you know, doing the planning. Now, a week from Tuesday on the 20th is going to be the first in kind of a series of sharing our uh, small appliances. We've got one planned for then. Right. I think uh, Bill Bessridge is bringing something. Yes, I think he is. You know, He's Bill cooking. loves to cook. He's always got he something new from QVC, you know. <laughs> and he, he, they try a lot, he and Debbie, try a lot of the little appliances out, and they found a couple that really work for them, and they're going to bring one of them mm-hmm. next Tuesday night. That's right. That's right. So so we'll be having lots and lots of fun. Hope people will call us at 502-895-4598. Tell us what you're interested in doing. And um, if, if you uh, want to see something added to the schedule, be sure and, and let us know. Thank you, Deanna. Oh, you're welcome. Page two. This week, the first part of the week, we had a new structured negotiation announcement that was made concerning 
Caremark, and CVS. And with me on the phone is Kim Charlson, President of the American Council of the Blind. And Kim, you're going to explain this new agreement and how this affects blind people uh, all over the country. Well, thank you for the opportunity to talk about this new settlement agreement with uh, CVS Caremark, the nationwide mail-order pharmacy um, program that a lot of people use, um, especially folks who maybe are on Medicare and there are um, a lot of insurance programs around these days now urge people to use mail-order pharmacies because they tend to be less money and you can get, you know, a three-month supply of your medication all at one time and they come right to your door. So there's a lot of convenience factors about using uh, a mail-order program like, like Caremark. And Caremark has provided, um, in the past, Braille labels for customers. But um, as you know, many folks are not able to use um, a Braille prescription label. It's not helpful. They need large print option or they need an audio option. And so this agreement brings together um, the Envision America script abilities system and Caremark to offer an audio option for identifying your prescriptions. You're like me. I have a few bottles every morning that are lined up, and the older we get, it seems like the more prescriptions we take. So (laughs) it's incredibly important to be aware and know exactly which one you're taking and not guessing, well, I think this is the one I'm supposed to take at noon, and mixing them up because that could have dangerous consequences for people. So the process is um, is pretty straightforward um, to, to get in, involved with, with Caremark, and you can sign up and, and use them as your pharmacy through um, a toll-free number, and I'll give that at the end so that people have an opportunity to get ready to take down the number. And... You um, the 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 script talk, which is the talking feature of um, the Envision America Script Abilities Program, is a a device. It's pretty simple. Um, it has three buttons on it, and it's a, I'm trying to think. It's about the size of like a, maybe a small radio, mm-hmm. flattish. Um, you turn it on with a, a knob button, and it comes on. And then on the prescription bottle. There is an RFID tag. Uh, you, you don't even really see it. It's part of the the print label, I think, because I don't even I can't tell there's a tag on there. When I looked at the bottle I have, mm-hmm. and it um, it's a you know infrared radio signal. So you turn on the, the the base unit, and you set the bottle on top of the base unit, and it beeps a couple times, and then it starts to read out the name of the prescription. And you can navigate through with a left or right arrow button that will take you to um, the prescription number. If it's time to refill it, you can listen and hear the prescription number and give that to the person over the phone. And, of course, you hear the name and um, all the key information you need to know, what um, how often to take it, and that kind of thing is is all spoken with the script script talk system. Mm-hmm. So it's very um, very accessible, easy to use, and 
Um, the scriptability system also has an option for large print, and it includes the, um, you know, the label has a, la a the bottle has a label that is in larger print for someone with low vision who could read that. But I'm sure everybody knows about the little piece of paper that comes in your prescription when you leave the pharmacy, and it's all folded up, and you know, it's got all that information about the, the medication. You know, what it is. Um, what, what the you side effects take? are, yeah. and all, all mm -hmm. those informational so. elements that you probably would like to know, but there's never anybody who's going to sit down and read them to you. Right. And that information is also included on the Script Talk audio system. You can read the prescription um, medication information, or for a Braille or large print user, they would get that information included in the package in Braille or large print. So it's really... A, a very, very exciting um, accessibility victory for ACB because, you know, there's nothing more important and personal to people than their medication and how to manage that for their themselves or their families. Kim, there was, a, in addition to the press release that went out this week, there was an article on this, a short article in the Wall Street Journal, and that's um, a really great um a way to distribute that information because you know many 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 thousands of people see that and while of course Wall Street Journal is um, a business magazine for the most part business publication um, you know people everywhere now have relatives that need especially the large print and um, and I, I think I think that this including large print in this in this entire system is a really um, excellent thing to have happen because we've 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 talked about talking prescription labels for a long time, but I you know I have a, a, a number of people that I talk to that say well I wish the prescription information was available in large print and some of the some of the other companies have done it but this is a whole package all put together in one so you can have a choice of large print braille or audio and i think i think that's a real positive it it is and and you can't get you know better publicity about a program than <laughs> having an article in the wall street journal you it, certainly it cannot <laughs> It speaks credibility and it spreads the word because, you know, the Wall Street Journal is where people go for information, a lot of people. Right. And, um, and it's, it's business, too. The other side of the equation that, that I'm pretty excited about is, you know, every other pharmaceutical executive read that announcement in the Wall Street Journal about CVS Caremark. And so it's not going to be a surprise when we work and reach out to other companies to say, you know, we need to talk with you about an accessibility option for customers who are blind or visually impaired. So, right. And in the know, case where maybe they already have an accessibility option, it would be we want to talk about expanding that option right. as well. Right. So this is, is, is very, very good news. This was a, a great way to start 2015, and um, I think it bodes well for other accessibility options in many areas throughout this coming year. I think it's going to be a good year, and we're going to have a lot of, um, of exciting things to announce about accessibility and expanding you know, opportunities for folks. And... Before I forget, I want to provide you all with the 
customer service number. If yes, you please. are a CVS Caremark customer or you would like to be one and start to receive your prescriptions um, through mail order, you know, I would check with your insurance company to make sure they'll cover CVS Caremark, but most do. Shouldn't be a problem. And you can call the customer service number. It's 1-800-552-8159. Or there's a second one I'll give you as well. 1-800-450-3755. Okay. Would you give those one more time, please? Absolutely. The first one is one 800 552 8159 or 1-800-450-3755. Now, Kim, about, what, six, eight months ago, there was an agreement with just CVS mm -hmm. mail order for the um, the use of the script talk system. Correct. Now, this, and at that time, people said, well, I wish this covered Caremark. Because we use That's camera, right. That's so right. th this actually is not only a new agreement with Caremark, but it also does expand um, that. Uh, it, you know, it's, it's it's sort of an expansion. It is. It is mm -hmm. absolutely because um, people don't understand that CVS Health, which is what the overarching corporation is called, mm -hmm. has three divisions. They have okay. the CVS pharmacies that are in communities. They have Caremark, and they have CVS.com, which is another mail-order option for the CVS pharmacies. So mm -hmm. it's, it's a little confusing, and they, and they treat them as individual corporations. Mm -hmm. So we have to work with each of those corporations to get the settlement agreements and the accessibility in place. So a lot of people have asked me about, well, what are we going to do about the CVS pharmacies in my community? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a harder nut to crack because what you're talking about is putting a system in where, you know, every pharmacy has to have staff who, who know how to do the system. And so it's a lot of, you know, there's, there's hardware on the pharmacy side that mm -hmm. they have to pay for. The, um, the customer who gets the Script Talk reader, is, that's free. Mm -hmm. which is an important thing that I didn't say before, is the Script Talk Reader is free, provided to you by Envision America, which is another organization that CVS Caremark will work with, and they'll send the referral to them, and you'll get a Script Talk Reader in the mail to read your prescriptions. Mm -hmm. But um, that requires you know, hardware in the pharmacy, which is why it's been easier to implement in a mail order operation because those are done in a centralized location or several locations around the country. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about a community, you know, a, you know, a major city like Boston probably has 40 or 50 CVS pharmacies all over the place. And each one has to have a separate system. And each system. one has to have the the equipment that, you know, costs a few thousand dollars and so there's there's some obstacles to to getting this implemented in the neighborhood pharmacies, but I really am hopeful that we can. We're going to continue to to push, and you know, hopefully, um, we'll be able to announce sometime in the future that there is an option for pharmacies as well. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being with us on Soundprints and look forward to more of these types of announcements. This is, a, a, as I said, a great way to begin 2015. It is. Thank yeah. you very much thank for you. having me on the program. The Kentucky Council of the Blind and its chapters provide information, advocacy, activities, and telephone support for people who are blind or visually impaired. Join our email list, visit our website, and of course, listen to Soundprints each and every week. To learn more, call us at 502-895-4598, drop us an email at kcb at igloo.com, or visit our website at kentucky-acb.org. Page 3. I'm speaking with Scott Blum from the American Printing House for the Blind. APH has recently announced a new website that will be of interest to consumers. Welcome, Scott. Thank you so much uh, for having me on, Carla. Scott, tell us about this new easy-to-use website for consumers that are interested in purchasing popular APH products. Sure. Uh, just really briefly, uh, I'm Scott Blum, Director of Communications at uh, APH, and we had a team who uh, has launched a new shopping site. Uh, we call it the uh, Showcase site, and uh, this is in addition to our full shopping site, um, shop.aph.org. Um, the new Showcase site is um, uh, showcase.aph.org, and the purpose of it is to give uh, consumers some choice. Um, we created what we feel like is a clean, clear design on the new Showcase site, and it features some of our most popular products. So it features about 30 to 40 products um, that would mainly be of interest to consumers, although folks, uh, as I said, there's a choice, and you can certainly continue shopping on our full shopping site as well. But if, if I'm a consumer and I'm looking for things usually that just individuals use, I don't have to go through uh, all of the federal quota information and that kind of, of thing, things that schools would use or agencies or whatever. Um, I, on this new site, will just be able to, to find those items that are most popular with individuals. Is that Yes, that's that's absolutely right. Uh, this site is um, for credit card purchases, mm -hmm. and um, for those customers who are our education customers, they would continue to use our full shop.aph.org to do the quota purchases. Of uh, the new showcase site uh, is strictly for credit cards, and does definitely focus or feature on products that might be interesting to um, adults, to students, to parents. Um, who are um, you know, mostly purchasing products on their own uh, rather than with the federal quota fund. Mm -hmm. Can you give us a few examples um, of, of items that are on the new site? Sure, I'd be happy to. We're, one thing we're featuring is the um, Visio book, um, which is our uh, portable CCTV magnifier. And uh, uh, this unit's impressive in that it folds down to a, a very small unit that will fit in a backpack. But once you unfold it, it's rechargeable for about five hours, so it can be used away from a plug. And it will, uh, with a high-resolution screen, do uh, magnification. Um, you can do distance viewing because you can rotate the camera around and zoom onto a, a distant uh, object uh, in a classroom that's often used to zoom in on the, the blackboard. 
Um, but you can zoom in on anything you like, and then actually the camera can be turned around to point at the user, and uh, the unit can be used as a, a mirror. Oh. So it, it really has multiple functions and folds down, uh, as I mentioned, to be very portable. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the Visio book. Um, we are also featuring our two versions of our book port, the book port plus, which is our um, handheld um, music player, digital audio recorder. Of course, you can um, connect to the internet with that. You can read podcasts. You can read computer files. And, and we uh, record sound prints with it every week. I am really happy to hear that. That's great. <laughs> we use uh, the Bookport Plus for all of our telephone interviews and editing. And then we use the Bookport DT, which I bet you're going to tell us about now, for all of our in-person recording. Well, that's wonderful. We're, we're glad to hear that. And uh, yeah, the Bookport DT is more of a desk-type unit, and um, it has some advantages in that it has a very large speaker, really clear sound. Um, you can plug a um, National Library Service digital talking book cartridge directly into the, a slot on the DT. Um, you can also connect those cartridges to the Bookport Plus. That just requires a cable. Mm -hmm. But with a bigger unit, you can pop it right in a slot there. And then another nice thing about the DT is if you wish to not use all the controls, it includes a plastic mask that just clicks onto the front of the unit and presents you with only the most needed controls like forward, backward, and volume and so forth. So you can use the Bookport DT to uh, the fullest level you want, or you can make it a very simple unit, and that's up to the user. Both of those are great pieces of equipment. We, in our house, we actually have three Bookport Pluses. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> you know, you always here. need you always need another one, and and then the Bookport DT. They're they're just wonderful. And if I might, one more item I might highlight is um, this is is certainly an education item, but it, it may be something that students want to purchase for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, we are featuring the um, Orion um, TI84 Plus Talking Graphing Calculator, and that is a standard uh, Texas Instruments um, scientific calculator with graphing functions. And um, this is unique in that, uh, of course, it will speak all of the calculations and various scientific functions, but um, you can uh, explore a graph uh, using audio output from the calculator, and it will either speak coordinates on the graph, or um, it has a unique feature that we call a, a sonograph uh, well, and plus vibration. So you can actually explore, let's say it's an XY axis, and um, you can explore how the curve of the graph goes by a sound. And as you can imagine, as if the graph curve is descending, the sound will descend, and um, you actually get a special sound if it drops into a negative area uh, below the, um, you know, below the XY axis, uh, axis rather. And uh, it will also uh, vibrate uh, at certain parts of the graph. So it's it's really a um, a unique way to be able to explore um, scientific graphs. So uh, that calculator can be used all the way from just simple uh, arithmetic functions to uh, doing some very complicated uh, calculations. And that's all uh, available uh, for purchase on the new showcase site. Mm -hmm. Well, this this is certainly 
uh, a fun thing, I think, a, a neat thing that is available and will streamline credit card purchases for consumers and, um, and, and probably is uh, something that's going to be really handy for individuals who want to purchase from APH and 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 really, you know, are looking for some of the most popular products. Scott, we really appreciate you being with us on Soundprints and congratulations on the new site. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate uh, you having us on and talking to us. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database http colon slash slash l-o-u-i-s dot a-p-h dot org locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies a-p-h products and textbooks can also be located using louis new extended searching now available with free louis plus visit soon http colon slash slash l-o-u-i-s dot a-p-h dot org Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page four. With me on Sound Prints now is Roberta Williams from the American Printing House for the Blind. This must be APH week on Sound Prints because there's lots of news coming from 1839 Frankfurt Avenue in, here in Louisville. Welcome, Roberta. We're so glad you're with us. Oh, I'm so glad to have a chance to speak with you. Roberta, there is a very... Um, I'll say in one way it's exciting, but in another way it could be a little sad. Event coming up here in February, Mitzi Friedlander, who's been a reader forever and ever and ever, is going to be retiring. And we're going to talk about Mitzi's retirement party a little bit here and just the history of all the things that Mitzi has, has done over the past few years for the Talking Book Program. So you can begin wherever you would like. Well, Mitzi, um, in fact, has read more talking books than any other narrator in the country. You know, a few years ago, we celebrated her thousandth book, but she's over 2,000 now. Oh, my goodness. So she has been reading. Um, we we did a little research to find out the beginning, and um, her first book, uh, came out from NLS in 1963, and she started here at APH in 1962. So she's been working all this time My reading goodness. books. It's been wonderful. And she's read some really um, notable books. I mean, not just, uh, you know, she's read books that, that have been, are, are very popular and, and um but she's she's just about she's read just about anything. She's well, the first one was called and and you know and I want to go look this up because I'm not familiar with it. Mm-hmm. The first book she she remembers reading all those years ago was The Summer of the Falcon mm-hmm. by uh, Jean George. Mm-hmm. So from there to um, mystery books, mm-hmm. popular you know all kind as you say all kinds of popular books. Yes. Uh, 
she has just given voice to so many different characters over the years. Yes, she has. She spoke to our uh, Kentucky Council of the Blind convention a few years ago, and she's just so interesting and so personable. And, you know, one of the great things about Mitzi is that people who aren't in Louisville, who don't know her, may not uh, may not know about her, is that you can run into Mitzi out on the APH driveway or... Um, you know, walking down the street, see her at a restaurant. She always comes up and introduces herself and, and tells, you know, the blind person who she is. You know, hi, I'm Mitzi. And um, it's just, she's just such a, a, a great, a warm person to know, in oh, addition dear. to being that voice behind the microphone. She, uh, of course, she has a, a background in theater. She, um, at the University of Louisville, she earned the first master's degree in theater arts that mm -hmm. was ever given by the University of Louisville. Oh, my. So she's been doing this, but then she's worked with the ballet and children's theater mm -hmm. and uh, and University of Louisville as a teacher as well as in, in the, the theater area. So she has been into many things over the years. I see in one of her interviews earlier on, she said one of her favorite books, we were talking about the diversity of books with Charlotte's Web. Mm -hmm. So that was one of her favorites ever to read. Well, the, the background in the theater certainly comes through in her books. I, I don't think that a narrator can be a really good narrator if they don't put a little of the theatrics into books if they're reading things like mysteries or um, oh, right. romance yeah. novels or, <laughs> or whatever. Now, if you're reading news, that's different. You don't want to be too theatrical with news. You want to be newsy, you know. Uh -huh. exactly. And uh, But um, the narrators, just in general, are so diverse in, in the things that they can do. And, and Mitzi certainly is at the top of that um, capability of being diverse and, and putting into that reading just the right touch to make to make it believable the narrator becomes the book um, yes when yes, we're when we're out here listening to it uh-huh yeah yeah, yeah she's, and she's very very much aware of that and oh uh, yeah has loved doing it she yes. constantly talks about how much she enjoys uh, giving voice to these books so that so many people have a chance to enjoy them. Right. Now, tell us about her retirement coming the, up. Uh, the party, which we've called a retirement party, and in some ways I think of it more as just another chance to honor her mm -hmm. because of the many, many books uh, she has read. Mm -hmm. uh, it will be February the 5th here at the American Printing House. It begins. It's a reception, and there will be a program in the midst of it the reception starts at 5.30 and lasts until 7, and the program will start around 6, a little with presentation, talk, that kind of thing. We will, um, if people would like to join us for that, we welcome them, but we do need to ask for reservations because we have a limited space. Um, they can contact me to say they would like to come. Uh, my phone number is is 
or they can email me, uh, rwilliams at aph.org. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And you told me uh, that um, I think Barbara Henning is going to be singing as part of that? Yes, Barbara. Um, I think Mitzi and Barbara have worked together before, mm-hmm. and uh, Barbara is, has not chosen what to either sing or play, but something to uh, help honor mm-hmm. Mitzi. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking all looking forward to that, too. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, should be, it should be a wonderful event, although, as you say, a little bit sad, but well, well, we, we'd like to keep the joy in it and then the honor and the Oh, yes, absolutely. And you certainly wouldn't just want her to disappear. I mean, (laughs) that would be terrible after all of this time and then just to disappear. That would not be good. No, she will not. I mean, she will be around. And she, aside from uh, what she does with audio books, the talking books, she has been occasionally uh, in the, when the museum does those Saturday programs. Mm -hmm. I'm sure people have, have, seen her as part of those so mm-hmm. she may do something like that who knows i mean mm-hmm. she's has so much talent uh, yes there are many things up here but also other places that she will begin to take part in i'm sure now mm-hmm. so anyone who does want to come to that did i say they should let me know by february the first yes yeah that and so february 5th five thirty to 7 mm-hmm. at aph right. in louisville if um, if people want more information or to sign up, then they need to contact you at 502-899-2357 or by email at rwilliams.aph.org. That's right. Yeah. Well, Roberta, I think this is going to be a wonderful event. And I hope that uh, there will be some, maybe get a recording of it. So for those people who are listening out there, on sound prints and other through other okay, yeah, places, we maybe we can that. share. We, we want to do something like mm-hmm. that so that we could share. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's also possible that people, your listeners, may be from farther away, and if they mm-hmm. want to send, um, it, some some people like to write notes or send in. Or uh, Mitzi would love that. She was talking the other day about how many notes she has from all these years, <laughs> and she wanted to go through all those notes. But it would be nice to add to that oh, as yes. well. And, yes. You know, and they can send them to her, but they could also just send them to me and let me put them all together for her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. so we do want to find some way to record uh, at least part of this so we can mm-hmm. share it with others. Right. Well, thank you so much. This is going to be a great okay. event. And well, thank you for letting count us, us in let as being there. It, so. we, we, Adam and I will certainly be there, so Excellent. it's going to be fun. Okay. Thank, well, thank you. you. Page five. I'm going to go ahead and get started. I want to welcome everybody to our 2015 inaugural program here for the American Printing House for the Blind in our museum, and we are celebrating Miss Mary Ingalls' uh, happy birthday. Today is January 10th, and Mary Ingalls was born on January 10th, so we got it right this year. Usually we're a few days off. Now this is part of our celebration of National um, Braille Literacy Awareness Month, and um, we've been alternating the last few years between celebrating Louis Braille's birthday, which is on, I believe, the 6th, or the 4th, okay, 4th, and, uh, and Mary, and Miss Mary. 
Um, and so my name is Mike Hudson. I'm the director of the museum here at the American Printing House. We're really glad to have you here for our celebration. Mary Ingalls um, is very interesting to us here at the Printing House because um, not only was she um, an interesting member of a very literary 19th and early 20th century family, but she, had also, she also lost her vision um, and from disease as a child. We're going to learn a little bit more about that in just a minute. But that's why we're interested in her. Very, very interesting lady, Miss, Miss Mary Ingalls, and we are very happy to be celebrating her birthday today. Um, she was born on January 10th, 1865. We in our world today are surrounded by media, right? I mean, we have televisions, and we have, we have stereos, and we have a thousand songs on our phone, right? Or we have an MP3 player. We're surrounded by all this, all this media. We, we, we have trouble understanding what Mary and Laura and Pa's world was like, where they had to make all of their music themselves. They didn't just press a button and somebody far away got up on stage and played for them. Everything they had to make was for themselves. And so they have lots, of, if you read the Little House books, you know that throughout the books there are all kinds of stories about how they, they entertain themselves. And, and of course that leads to a very close bonds amongst, amongst them. And that, so that's, that's what we're going to do today. So I have an MP3 player, or a television, or get on our computer. We're actually going to have real music. We are going to um, um, now sing happy birthday to, to Mary Abel. Um, but before we do, and we bring our cake and our cider out, um, I want to thank our volunteers for helping us with our event today. That's the Mern family, David and Kim and Michael and Mary. Can we give them a big hand? We really appreciate the Merns and all of the hard work they do for us to help us put our games together. I also want to say a special word of thanks to Katie Carpenter, who is our museum educator. So um, let's sing happy birthday to Mary Ingalls, and we'll bring out some cake and, um, and have the traditional birthday cake. Now, our cake is based on a recipe that comes from uh, the Little House books, and so it is uh, somewhat traditional. Um, okay, so bring us on in. the sound prints calendar. Unless otherwise indicated, you can join conference calls on this calendar by dialing 267-507-0400 and entering code 294444. Bluegrass Council of the Blind activities are held at the BCB office located at 1093 South Broadway, Suite 1230 in Lexington. You do need to register for BCB events and activities. Their phone number is 859-259-1834. Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Activities, unless otherwise indicated, are held at the United Crescent Hill Ministries, located at 150 South State Street in Louisville. Please register for GLCB events by calling us at 502 
895-4598. January 13, we have three activities. The Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have a board meeting from 9 to 10.30 a.m. at their office in Lexington. The Support Alliance for the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will hold its January meeting from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Make friends, share ideas and information, and learn about Smart 911 with 911 Director Paul Nave. The meeting will be at the Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue in Owensboro. For more information, call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 or Bill Roberts at 270-485-8170. Also on January 13 is the first Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Education and Technology Night. 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries. Doors open at 5 p.m. The fee is $5 per person, and then it, and that will include dinner and materials. Topics for this coming Tuesday evening, the 13th, will be an introduction to genealogy, iPhone tips, and several other activities. For more information, call the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind at 502-895-4598. On January 16 is the first Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Games and Craft Night from 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. at UCHM. $5 per person. The evening will include a dinner, table games, craft chat, and much more. To sign up, call GLCB at 502-895-4598. On January 18 is the first KSB Alumni Board Meeting of the New Year at 8 p.m. on the conference line. On January 19, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its January Board Meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line. On January 20 is the next GLCB Education and Technology Night. This time, we'll be talking about genealogy. We will, of course, have iPhone and other technology tips, and we'll be taking a look at the new Wave Oven. There will be other activities as well. Again, $5 per person for dinner and materials. On January 23, the Statewide Rehabilitation Council will hold its quarterly meeting from 9.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m. at the McDowell Center. 8412 Westport Road in Louisville. For more information, contact Jennifer Wright at 502-564-4754. Also on January 23 will be the next GLCB Games and Craft Night at UCHM. $5 per person, 5.30 to 8.30 p.m. Doors open at 5 o'clock. The first dine-out of the new year will be held on Saturday, January 24, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind invites you to go out to eat with us from 4.30 to 7 p.m. at El Nepal Restaurant at the Ramada Inn on Zorn Avenue. Call 502-895-4598 for more information and to sign up. On January 25, ACB Families invites you to our next program, Conference Call. It's at 9 p.m. on the conference line and the topic is Investing for the Future. On January 26, the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will hold its first meeting of the new year. This is a new day and time for the Guide Dog Users of Kentucky, so please make note of this change. GDUKY meetings 
This year will be held on the fourth Monday of the month at 7 p.m. on the conference line. On January 27, Demonstrating Assistive Technology and Accessibility Training will be held by Bully Grass Council at their office from 5 to 6 p.m. in Lexington. Give them a call for more information. On January 27, GLCB will hold another Education and Technology Night at UCHM. On January 28, the Bluegrass Council will hold their January VIP meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at their office in Lexington. The program this month will be Barbara Pentagor, who is the director of the Kentucky Talking Book Library, RSVP by calling the Bluegrass Council in advance. On January 30, you're invited to come play games and do crafts at the GLCB Games and Craft Night at UCHM. There's a couple of things in February that we'd like to tell you about in advance. The first is a reminder that on February 1, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind will hold its committee meetings for February. They'll be on the conference line, and the time for the committees is as follows. Advocacy at 7 p.m., Education and Technology at 8 p.m., and Activities at 9 p.m. On February 4, the Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its next PR and Membership Committee meeting at 8 p.m. on the conference line. On February 7, the American Printing House for the Blind invites you to learn to make tactile Valentine gifts and cards, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., appropriate for children and adults. You'll learn to craft cards, jewelry, and other gifts for your Valentine from tactile materials. Leave with one completed project and the knowledge of how to make many more. This is a free activity, but you do need to register because space is limited. Call 502-899-2213. And on February 7, after you finish making your Valentine gifts, plan to come on over to the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind and KCB Next Generation Workshop, Meeting, and Spaghetti Dinner. We're co-sponsoring this activity. 2 to 8 p.m. Bargain Table opens at 1.30 at United Crescent Hill Ministries. It's $5 per person, and you'll learn how to be an effective advocate in many different situations, as well as enjoy some great food and make some new friends. On February 8th, there will be another combined KCB chapter activity. The Tri-State Library users and the Guide Dog users of Kentucky invite you to attend a conference call called Doggy Tales. Share your favorite doggy stories or books with us and help us find some new great reading for everyone at 8 p.m. on the conference line. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at com. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. 
complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prince. Have a great week, everybody.